Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another show here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, last week I didn't do the show because I was a little bit under the weather with my health, so I'm feeling a lot better physically. So thank you for those of you that kept me in prayer, but my voice is still a little raspy. So I was dealing with a cold, but I want you guys to know I'm okay, and please take care of yourself. Now, today's show is actually in honor of my godbrother, Delano Blackwell, who passed away over the weekend. So if many of you have been fans or listened to the show over the almost seven years that we've been almost doing this, he's been a very important part of this show He's been with me. He's been my ride or die since we've been kids. And this is going to be very difficult for me. You know, first, it was dealing with Zay's transition. Now it's dealing with Delano's transition. But I'm doing my best because I know that, you know, as I'm talking about today's topic, which has to do with holiday grief, he would have also been celebrating his birthday this month. So, a whole nother issue that we're going to have to be going through. So please keep his brother Prudy, his children, Delena and Janisha in prayer, as well as his grandkids, his wife Sharice, as well as his ex-wife, because we all have memories as they relate to him. So when we're talking about holiday grief, grief in and of itself can be interesting. Because we all grieve differently. Now, we have what's called the grief process and the different stages of grief. And there's no right or wrong way to grieve. I know Saturday after I got the news, I didn't even talk. I was just, I was just done. I, I just had to process things my own way, even as a therapist. And Irvin, I know I still got to call you. So I got to check out Irvin Stevens to make sure he's okay. But... When we talk about the grief process and the different stages, we go through the denial, which is the shock and the disbelief. We go through the anger. You know, and anger can mask itself in a lot of different ways. We go through the bargaining, where I wish it was me or I wish da-da-da-da-da, and I'll give anything to, you know, we, we're bartering, we're bar- bargaining. And then we go through the acceptance. Now, we all know that Delano's been in a coma for almost three years, and I couldn't wait for him to come out and tell his story. I used to be like, ooh, he's going to have a serious story to tell. And it's crazy because he would always come to me in so many different ways, even with getting the news on Saturday. I already knew it was coming because he'd already let me know. And it's crazy the relationship that people have. And when that, when the transition occurs, it's how am I going to get through this? But it is possible to get through. Now, we also go through the guilt stage, and the guilt stage is where, one, you see a lot of projection. You see a lot of people dealing with their own, if I could have, would I should have. You know, I, I told his wife and I told Delano, and as I was talking to him, when I would talk to him via FaceTime, and it, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't go to the hospital and see him like that. I just couldn't. Because he would always tell me, sis, I don't want to see you on your back. He would always be on me and Irvin about our health, about our prayer life, about he was my, I call him my my little big brother because uh, he was little. 
and you know, and I was bigger than him, so we we fought all the time. But you could tell we was little big brothers and sisters. But the guilt with the guilt stage, people project things onto other people, and then you have that hope. So I'm going to be providing a lot of information as it relates to the stages of grief, as well as giving individuals some tips and tools to use in regards to how to get through the holidays. Because one would say, and it doesn't matter whether you celebrate the holidays or not, even with the seasons, you know, even if you don't celebrate the holidays, you're going to still be watching commercials. You're still going to be remembering this time of year where you, when you was a kid, you know, I was talking to Robert Mitchell the other day, and I was like, he was like, Jeanette, I've been thinking about you every day. And I'm like, wow. You know, when you know people or you've been around them and you have over 50-something years of friendship, that's a long time to be knowing somebody. So we're going to go through these things. Okay. So when we're talking about the holidays, and why is grief so hard during the holidays? And part of it is because it brings up so many different memories. You know, I can still remember being a kid with my grandparents still being alive and Pee Wee having all the presents with all the, the numbers because she wouldn't put the names on it because I, I was nosy. So she put numbers. And nobody really knew what their number was until Christmas, be able to go under the tree and pick our numbers. But those are memories and a lot of childhood memories I have, a lot of memories I have with my friends, and whether we went to Willowbrook together, even as George Washington going to elementary school with individuals. You know, in the holidays, we, we would have Christmas um, exchange gifts. And <laughs> I've got to say, Pinky, I still remember the, the fingernail polish because my mother was so mad. But, you know, these are things that we remember around the holidays so when people transition, it leaves a, a scar. It leaves a hole sometimes in our heart that we just want to get through the season, and especially if the passing or the transition or the loss. And I'm not going to make this a sad story today. I'm not because I wouldn't want it, and I'm quite sure Delana wouldn't want it to be a sad story. So we're going to be talking about things that we can do. But when we start talking about this loss, the loss doesn't have to be a death. The loss could be the person is still alive. It could be a breakup of a relationship where you maybe was married last Christmas and you're divorced or you're separated. Hey, Hope, how you doing? So the loss could be, like I said, the loss of a friendship, the loss of a job, the loss of employment or your finances, the loss of your health. You know, over the years, my health ain't been the way it used to be. But by that same token, I remember going and doing all the cooking, and even though I did a lot of cooking for Thanksgiving, which Tisha made the macaroni and cheese, which was the bomb. But sometimes just that, we're not able to do some of the things that we used to do. And we grieve that. We do. And Hope, if you want to call in on the show, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Or you can join me on Facebook Live. And like I told you, Hope, I am very proud of you, too. Now, when we start talking about this grief process and what is the grief, and I've shared some things in regards to the different stages. And there is no right or no wrong way to grieve. So don't think that you have to act out or you got to do things a certain way or things that people are going to
going to be judging you or looking at you. You're going to do it, and you should do it in regards to what's best for you. But by that same token, I want you to know that if you are dealing with complicated grief, please get some help because suicide rate increases during the holidays. Drug and alcohol use increases during the holidays. Domestic violence and child abuse increase during the holidays. So this is a season that we really have to get through. And then, like I said, we're still dealing with COVID. We're still dealing with the inflation. We're still dealing with a lot of different things. Now, I'm looking at something, and it says people also ask, why is grief hard during the holidays? Because, like I said, grief in and of itself can be bad enough, but it can be magnified when the holiday season rolls around. And that's mainly because the holiday season is filled with reminders of the ones that you lost. You know, um, somebody had brought up the other day, we did a, I think my daughter had saw something by Jimmy Kendall, and it was talking about the worst Christmas gift. And so my daughter decided to, to we, we, um, we did that with my grandkids. And that video is on YouTube. You know, if you go to Leticia Abney Christmas, and you'll see Taina and all of them, you know, we gave them an onion, we gave them a battery, and Xavier was sitting there talking about that child abuse, you know, baby look. So all of those are memories, even me being in my big house back then. You know, that's a memory. And we don't forget these things, and we just learn how to process them a little differently to where it don't hurt anymore. But even looking at my grandkids when they were little bitty kids back then, that is a childhood, a memory that we had during the holidays. So it's a reminder. And you're surrounded by others who have their loved ones sometimes, and they may be celebrating their seasons of joy and togetherness, but then you're sitting there thinking about the people that you have lost or the people that have transitioned or the fact that you can't do certain things or you may not be living a lifestyle that you was years ago. And the holidays can remind you of those things, but you don't have to let it get you down. Now, Way, they wrote an article in regards to that, and they're talking about in regards to, you know, you can join support groups or getting um, grief counselors as part of the bereavement, and that's something that a lot of individuals are not used to. So like I said, I'm going to be providing some tips or some of the things that individuals can do to keep in mind to help them get through this season. Because, again, it is a season. Now, you know, you guys know I do not like talking about myself because my voice is kind of shot, but that's okay, and I'm going to just let it do what it do. Because, again, I waited to the last minute to put this stuff out there, which I always do, and I keep saying I'm going to do better. When you know better, you do better. But I want to share you some information in regards to the one of the things with grief, and there's an article, and it talks about practice the three C's. So if you lost a child, if you lost someone last year during this time, and these feelings and this, like, what can I do? You can build a plan. They say consider the three C's. Choose, connect, and communicate. Now, I miss my church family. I, I really do. But last night I had the opportunity to celebrate Lady Robinson's 50th birthday, 
and I'm going to post the pictures later. But I was able to connect with them, to communicate with them, in order to bring that sense of joy and have fun. Now, when we start talking about choose, choose what's best for you, even during the dark bouts of grief, because you still have a choice in regards to what you want to do. Connect. When you're connecting with others, you can then not realize that you're not alone. And that was something that was was really interesting last night when I was out with uh, my church family. It's connecting with them. And, and, Mother, you know I love you. But me and Mother, we have fun every time we're together. Either we have fun or we're about to get in trouble. <laughs> but I love that connection. So it, it, when it talks about choosing, and I said you can choose what's best for you, even during the dark bouts of your grief, you still have to process your dignity of choice. Grief often brings the sense of loss of control. That's one of the things that happens. So make choices about what you can attend, what you can't, and to help reiterate of that loss of control. And you got to remember that choosing what's best for you you need your input, and sometimes, you know, use your voice. If if it's something you can't go to because it's too much, go. Just let them know, I wish I could make it, but right now I'm feeling some kind of way. When I said connect, even though connect sounds weird, but especially during the holidays, intensifies feelings of loneliness, which can lead to isolation. So you don't really want to isolate yourself because that's when you could get stuck in your own head, in your own thoughts, and you reminisce it. So you want to make sure that you're around other people. Because it's difficult, but important not to remove yourself from others' lives. You know, sometimes you don't want to go to a party and you got to constantly hear, how you doing? You know, how are things going for you? And you don't want to really talk about it. But sometimes that helps you process things. It, it, it really do, you know, because when people were calling me just to check up on me and then I had to check up with Sharice to find out how she's doing, you got to have that connection. You, and that connection can also bring stronger bonds. Communicate. Sometimes people say, well, let me know if you need anything. I used to be like, mm, okay, that's just a, a, you know, people say that. But there are some individuals that are there for you. And I've heard individuals say, especially when they lose a spouse, that people fade away. And the thing is, it's not that they're doing it on purpose. They have a life. And they have not forgotten about you, but sometimes you've got to put what your needs are. If they don't call you, call them. Check in with them and see, hey, how you doing? Hey, you want to go out to eat? Hey, you... Whatever the case may be, don't expect for individuals to always reach out to you when you're grieving because sometimes you got to tell them what you need because they may not want to burden you or they may not even know what to say to you. I've had a person say, well, if a person never lost a child, how they going to tell me how I should feel losing my child? It's not about that. But you can share what it's like and prepare them so that if and when it does happen to them, they'll be familiar with it. That's a whole other way when we talk about communicating. 
Now, communication, however, you can you have to talk to your friends, you can talk to your families, you can also talk to outside individuals. You could call 211, you could call a crisis hotline, you could call a grief support group, but the thing is, those are some ways to heal because grief transforms the traditions and memory making we wait for each year into difficult reminders that life looks, sounds, and feels differently. And that's what it is. It's going to be different. But the thing is, like they say, God will never leave you not forsaking you, and he will always send you a comforter, always. You know, if like now, every time I lose someone close to me, I'll be like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? Well, you know, Delano was my protector. Delano was the one I could call in the middle of the night. Delano was the one, you know, now I have somebody else that I could do that with, and I appreciate him for that. And I appreciate him coming back into my life even though it was 35 years that he was gone, but by that same token, you still realize you're not alone. But when you're grieving, you got to be careful not to push people away. And sometimes people will do that. If you want to be alone, that's fine. Just don't stay alone. Or don't be angry with individuals as you feel that you are alone. Now, when we start talking about in regards to which stage of grief is the hardest. Because going through the loss is difficult by itself. But some individuals can slip into depression. And mental health is real, especially during the holidays. Now, depression is usually the longest and most difficult stage of grief. And ironically, it will bring out our depression and finally allow ourselves to experience our very deepest sadness. We come to a place where we can accept the loss, we make some meaning of it in our lives, and then we can be able to move on. But the thing is, don't stay depressed. Sometimes the anxiety can occur. People will say, I lost my mother around Christmas. And the anxiety of even Christmas coming can bring out a lot of different emotions. Now, I'm looking at something, and it said, what stage is grief or of grief, we talk about crying, you know, because some individuals say, well, I didn't cry, or I was numb, or I was joyful. I was, it saddened me that my brother gone, but I'm glad he's not in the state that he was in because no one knew why he transitioned and was in the coma for that long. That made no sense. But I'll never forget the first time I talked to him, and I, I, I thank Sharice. I'm really grateful that Sharice was in his life and to help him with this. And like I said, I'm going to tell you, Delano was not easy. <laughs> he wasn't even easy to get along with, but he was still my brother. I was the only one that could probably beat him up all the time. But I commend her for what she did. But the one thing was my first conversation I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to feel. And all I can remember him always telling me is, sis, I don't want you on your back. Slow down. Stop working so much. I don't want you on your back. I never thought I would see the day where I would have to go to his service when he was in the field as a mortician, a mortuary, and he was the one burying everybody else. But I'm going to be prepared. 
I'm going to be ready for this. I am. So I know I'm getting kind of teary-eyed and people think I don't have any emotions, but this one is real. This one is it's hard. Now, we start talking about the, oh, I don't know what I was going to say. The one thing that got me was I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to react. I didn't know how to respond because I'm just talking to him, and I'm trying whatever I can, saying things, trying to motivate him. But when Cherise called me back, and the phone rung. I'm like, oh, I hope it didn't happen. She called me back and said, my husband was pouting when you got off the phone. I'm like, this man in a coma. And he had the nerve to poke his lip out because I got off the phone. And, I mean, those are memorable things to where when I would talk to him, he opened his eyes, he tried to open, he moved his mouth, he Move his head, and, and it was like, wow, I, I will never forget that because I had never experienced that before. So if something comes my way again, he prepared me for this, which he had been preparing me for a long time. They don't have been preparing me for years. And I was listening, and I was paying attention, but now I know it's real. Now, what can trigger grief? Many individuals grieve for many different reasons, including, like I said, the death of a loved one, even a death and losing other pets, divorce, changes in relationships, including friendships. I talked about changes in your health or the health of a loved one, losing a job, or changing in regards to financial security. So, like I said, this don't always have to be something just bad. Because these are things that happen, and grief is normal. It is a normal process. It's a healthy response to a loss. It describes the emotions you feel when you lose someone, something or someone that was important to you. And people grieve, like I said, for many different reasons. Now, the loss that triggers grief isn't always physical. You can experience grief. If you are a loved one, like I said, been diagnosed with a major illness, man, like I tell people, this arthritis be kicking my butt. I was at the Tammy's party yesterday, and I, I told her when I got out the car, I said, my, my daughter already told me I'm moving like the people on the Thriller video because I'm barely moving around, but I'm going to say, drinking my fresh parsley tea has been helping a lot with my mobility. But... <laughs> But Joanne told me, she said, you look good. I said, but I hurt <laughs> my body hurts. It's kicking my butt. But I'm dealing with it. <laughs> I am dealing with it. So like I said, everybody may not understand what you're going through, and people may not know what to say to you. Don't get offended by it. Just don't. Learn how to laugh throughout your pain. And like I said, grief is different for everyone. And it can include many emotional and physical symptoms, including feelings, starting with that, anger, anxiety, blame, confusion, denial, depression, fear, irritability, loneliness, numbness, relief, sadness, shock, and a yawning. Now, the thoughts, the confusion, difficulty concentrating, Disbelief, hallucinations, 
or preoccupation with what was lost. Now, I tell people I do not have schizophrenia, but sometimes things come to me, or I have a very close discernment, and I just be like, wow, wow, it's crazy. Now, the physical sensation, the dizziness, the fast heartbeat, the fatigue, the headaches, hyperventilating, nausea, or upset stomach, shortness in breath, tightness or heaviness in the throat, chest, or weight loss or gain. That's a part of your grief process. Some people want to eat, some people under eat. And, you know, those are some of the things that happen. Like I said, my throat, my voice is shot. It, it is shot. And it was crazy because not too long ago, I think it was Monday, I was listening to gospel music. I needed to hear me some gospel songs. And I was preparing myself because the lady used to always get on me about my singing. And he would always tease me, even though we was in choir together in middle school and in high school. And there was sometimes, boy, when he was singing in church, too. Sometimes he sounded good. Sometimes I had to let him know, you know you was off key, right? <laughs> but the thing is, and I always used to tease him about that. So I don't know if I'm going to sing or if I'm just going to talk, because I know he's going to be ready for that. Now, the behavior... Crying spells. If you're experiencing crying spells, it's okay. Excessive activity, irritability and aggression, loss of energy. Saturday, I don't want to do nothing, absolutely nothing, but watch TV. And I was watching TV about a show that had to do with tornadoes in Texas. I'm like, really? But the thing is, you can lose, you can have a loss of energy. Loss of interest in enjoyable activity, restlessness, or trouble falling or singing asleep. Those are some of the things that can happen. Now, I gave you some information regarding the stages of grief, but, again, there is no right or wrong way to grieve. Just remember, you are unique. The relationship that you've had with the person or the way your lifestyle or the way things used to be, that's your perception. That's yours. You can hold on to that. I tell individuals, Precious Predicament, Precious was my mother's nickname. I always talk about my mother. That's my way of grieving. That's my way of not really because there's a difference between grieving and mourning, but that's my way of letting my mother know that I love her, to let her know I'm keeping her memory alive. And I would do the same thing with Delano because I loved him. And I will keep his memory alive. You know, Delano was a coach. He was a pastor. He was an educator. He was a friend. He was a father. He was a grandfather. He wore a lot of different hats that a lot of people didn't even know. And even on my show, we will be laughing and talking, and sometimes I'll be forgetting your pastor. I really will forget sometimes. And I would treat him just like the, the young man that I grew up with down the street. <laughs> You know, and it wasn't out of being disrespectful, but I would, you know, because I would beat him up from time to time. You know, and he, and he knew that. He knew that. But like I said, but when his health started failing and he started grieving his health, I watched him do that. But then I also remember the times when we had other friends that was losing their health, how we were breaking the hospital. I mean, 
Like I said, the lady was my little ride or die. I called him up in a heartbeat. So-and-so, so-and-so. He was always my protector. Even though I was taller and bigger than him, he would still do his best to protect me because don't piss him off. (laughs) He was a small man in statue, but you let him get mad? Oh, my God. (laughs) So... Like I said, those are some of the memories that that I have. Now, I'm looking at something, and like I said, there's no right, there's no wrong way to grieve. Laughter definitely helps. But feel your loss. Allow yourself to cry, to feel numb, to be angry, or to feel however you're feeling. It hurts, but it's natural and it's normal. So you're going to feel some kind of way, roll with your feelings even during a holiday. But like I said, just don't isolate yourself. Attend to your physical needs. Make sure you get enough sleep. Make sure you eat a well-balanced diet and exercise regularly. Express your feelings. Talk about how you're feeling with others. You know, I I, got to call Irvin. I, I do. I don't mean I know. I got to. But you got to express your feelings. If you're mad, say you're mad. If you're happy, if you're, but you got to get it out because what happens is you can displace those emotions. So when you express how you're feeling with others, you can also find creative ways to let your feelings out. This can include art, music, or writing in a journal. And maintain a routine. Get back to your normal routine as soon as you can. Try to keep up with your daily tasks so you don't get overwhelmed. Like I said, last week I didn't do the radio because I had a cold. I mean, my, I'm, I was there. This week I'm grieving, but by the same token, I'm still here. I'm still trying to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Avoid drinking alcohol or using drugs. Alcohol is a depressant that can affect your mood. So it can even make you feel more sad. So if you're already grieving and you're sad, drinking alcohol can bring out other emotions and other behaviors that you may not even want to be dealing with. Hi, Charlena, I see you there. You can call in on the show. I know you said you don't be getting a number, but it's 516-387-1914 as we're talking about holiday grief and coping with grief during the holiday, meaning someone may have just lost someone this year. Someone could have lost someone last year, the year before. It could be their parents. But we all deal with certain emotions during the holidays, and that's what I'm talking about today. You know, um, I talked about avoid drinking alcohol, also using drugs, because that can get you in more trouble. Avoid making major decisions. Avoid that. Even if you've got to make funeral arrangements, have someone with you of sound mind, business-minded, that can help you because you're going to be in a fog. You're not going to even be really paying attention or hearing to what the people are saying to you. So you want to make sure that you don't get yourself caught up in making major decisions that you later on, you think, why in the world did I pay $2,000 for some flowers? 
why did I? Don't, don't, don't do that to yourself. So it takes time to adjust to a loss and get back to a normal state of mind, making an impulsive decision as you're grieving to add more stress to your already difficult time. So they indicate try to wait a year before making a big change, like moving or changing a job. You know, some people want to move because if the person passed away in a home, they may have difficulties living in a house that the person passed in or, you know, giving away certain items. So if you're giving away the clothes, you know, you got to bury them with some clothes or make sure you you got something to take care of all of the other stuff you got to do. But be mindful of making major decisions. The one thing that Delano and I, he would always say we would go do, and he had been saying that even before he went into coma, he wanted to go to Vegas. He wanted to take me and Sharice to Vegas because he wanted to go gamble, or he would tell me he would meet me at Paula. He never had the ability to meet me at Paula, but I did go to Paula last night. I had a good time, and I did not lose him. But he always wanted to try to make sure that even though he was a pastor, that he still did things that he enjoyed and that he would still be able to associate with friends and family. You know, I remember when I thought he was going to transition years ago, he called me one day. It was my birthday. He said, sis, I'm on the way down here. I'm like, Delano don't go to no clubs. He don't hang out with me on my birthday. We, those are certain things we normally don't do. We'll do other things. But with the birthdays, Delano caught a train from Compton to Oceanside. And we went to Humphreys. We went to the breakfast. And I used to be like, are you trying to tell me something? But he was losing his health. It was his health. And he didn't know how to tell me, but I knew something was wrong. There were times I'd be in company at pop-up. Or when it came to relationship issues, he would call. It, like I said, he was just preparing me. So, again, avoid making major decisions. Give yourself a break. Take breaks from grieving by participating in activities you enjoy. It's okay not to feel sad all the time, and it's good for you to laugh. Find something to laugh about. And some people say, why should I be laughing when I just lost a brother, a husband, a child? You've got to find something to bring you joy. And like I said, ask for help if you need it. If you don't have, you don't have to struggle alone, seek out friends, family, clergymen, counselors, therapists, or support group. If your symptoms aren't getting better or if you need an extra help, talk to your family doctor. Sometimes your family doctor can give you something to help you with anxiety, to help you sleep, you know, to give you a prescription for something. I mean, you got to stay on a prescription, but they can just help you get through. And there's no timeable timetable for grief. You may start to feel better at about six to eight weeks, but the whole process can last from months to years. It depends. And you may start to feel better in small ways. It will start to get a little easier to get up in the morning or Maybe you'll have more energy, and this is the time you'll begin to reorganize your life around your loss or without your loved one. And during this time, it may feel like you're going through a series of ups and downs. 
You may feel better one day, but worse the next. It's normal. But over time, you begin to find interest in other people or activities again. If you lost a loved one, it's normal to feel guilty or disloyal to them during this time of year. Because you'll be like, how can I, how can I be happy when this person is not here? Like I said, tonight you've got a birthday coming up. I don't know what his daughter or Teresa is going to do, you know, whether go out to dinner or whatever the case may be, but he got a birthday coming up. And we got a birthday and perhaps a service. Don't know when it's going to be. So, again, it's not that you're being disloyal because you're trying to get through. And it's normal to relieve some of your feelings through grief on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, or special occasions. And other things to consider. Like I said, while it's normal to feel sad after a loss, the feelings associated with grief should be temporary. It don't have to be all the time because if it becomes a problem, then that's complicated grief or complicated breathing. That's when you know you need to go talk to someone. Because sometimes the feelings can last longer, or you may have trouble dealing with your emotions. When this happens, the grief can, like I said, can turn into depression. And the symptoms of grief or depression are similar. And the symptoms of grief, like I said, can make it seem like you're not feeling any better as time passes, having ongoing difficulties with eating and sleeping, feeling disruptive during your daily life, relying on drugs or alcohol to cope, thinking about hurting yourself or others. If you feel like you're having trouble dealing with your emotions, ask for help. So, like I said, these are just some of the things. There's a lot of resources out there. You have, if you are employed, they have what's called the Employment Assistance Program through EAP. That can assist you. You can contact your um, your regular doctor. You can also not only contact your regular doctor, you can also um, join a support group. That can also help. Now, I'm looking at something in regards to what does healthy grieving look like. Healthy grieving means finding a new place in your life for the deceased. You will never forget them. You're not. The goal of healthy grief is not to forget about it, move on, or get over it. The goal is to establish new relationships with the deceased and the ones that involve treasuring memories and enduring connections. That's why you learn to get through it. Because like I said earlier, there's a difference between we talk about grieving and mourning. Your brain can be on overload with the thoughts of grief, sadness, and loneliness and many other feelings. Now, they call it the grief brain. It affects your memory, your concentration. Your brain is focused on the feelings and the symptoms of grief, which leaves little room for everyday tasks. That's when you know you want to try to make sure you get some help. Now, I spoke a lot about grief. Haven't nobody called in yet. Like I said, if you want to call in and join in on the conversation, give me a call, 506-387-1914. The show is not meant to be sad. It's not meant to um, to bring up old memories. It's to try to help individuals get through the holidays. And like I said, it can be a challenge but it's doable. Now I'm looking at something, and it talks about 64 tips 
or coping with grief at the holidays. Now, when we start talking about these things, and we know that the holidays, we can't stop the time, we can't stop the aging process, we can't do any of that. I don't tell people to get over something. I will say you can get through. And when we start talking about getting through, now i got Kaiser calling me. I really don't want to answer this call. Hello? Hello. This is Kaiser Permanente with an important message for Jeanette Abney. Para escuchar este mensaje en español, por favor, presionete en su teléfono ahora. We are calling to confirm that Jeanette Abney has a telephone appointment today, December 5th at 3.40 p.m. with nurse practitioner. Okay. Okay. All right. See, I got my own doctor's appointments I got to deal with. I got to get my blood pressure down. <laughs> I'm doing everything I could possibly think of, but my numbers is out of control. Okay, so we start talking about the 64 tips for coping with holiday grief. The one, acknowledge that the holidays will be different, and it can be a challenge. I'm not going to say it's going to be hard, because sometimes it gets easier. Sometimes you learn to process and do things differently. Two, we all have holiday traditions. We all. Some of these traditions started as a kid. Some of them started when you got married with your spouse and your new family or your friends. Some of them started when people were in college. You know, Jerome and I was watching the movie Bro last night on BET. That show is hilarious. He kept saying, that sounds like you and Reggie. Now, then I got to the point, I was like, that sounds like my mama. <laughs> but the thing is, you always got to have something in regards to traditions that you have. You got to decide during the holidays what tradition you want to keep. That is huge. Now, in my family, we still want to cook. We still want to do things. Now, this year, we're going to be doing things a little different for Christmas because if you are in Compton, and I want to say, and Sean didn't call in. I should call Sean. But Sean is having a holiday Christmas parade on Grape Avenue. And kids will be giving out gifts. It's going to be a talent show. Let me see if I can call Sean right quick because this is going to be something new for me because I never did this on Christmas. Normally I'm just with my family or I'm at home. But I want her to share what she got going on. I gotta find out which number is hers. Okay, why can I find her number on this phone? Really, Jeanette? Okay, this is about to drive me crazy because I know I got her number saved so many different ways. Okay, I don't want to do it that way. I want her phone number. Okay. Let me call her on this phone because I do want her to share what she got going on if you're in the Compton area or even if you're, you know, not, I don't want to say not able to buy your kids gifts because Christmas is going to be hitting people differently in a lot of different areas. Okay, let me give her a call. So she can share what she may need even within the community. Hey, I 
got you on the phone because I'm doing a show and I'm on live. And I was okay. just talking about changing. Um, the, the topic is coping with grief during the holidays. And I was just sharing the event that you're doing because I was talking about starting new traditions is what okay. people can do in regards to if they lost someone during the holiday. I wanted you to share your event that you got going on. Okay, it's um, it's a black party and, and parade, but it's the actual um, toy giveaway for the kids in our community. Um, I like giving back, and um, not to mention I love Christmas. And um, we just, you know, this is it's, it's pretty much we're taking donations for clothes, money, whatever, to um, to give to the kids, and we'll wrap up the gifts the same way they do. For these, these big events, toys for tops, and things like that, and we'll have our, our Santa passing out the toys and taking pictures. And you know, kids can take taking picture with Santa, and um, a lot more. We'll have a couple of people speaking. Um, we'll have, um, of course, the parade, and anybody is um, anybody is welcome to be a part of the parade, or they can uh, do some type of entertainment, whether it be a dance or dance routine, or sing, or any talent that you have. We'll also have some games, and um, we're having a, what they call a gingerbread, a gingerbread bland contest where they can put most of their um, buildings of the gingerbread, some type of building, together at home, and then on that day, we'll give them an hour and a half to finish it up, and then we'll have people to judge it. So a lot of different things for the kids as well as the adults, but mainly for the kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's different. I was just saying how, you know, when we talk about starting a new tradition, I never did that, so. <laughs> but I would definitely be there. You know, and it's, it's interesting because when you lose a loved one, you learn how to become creative during the holidays. You learn how to substitute things. You know, I said that today's show was in honor of Delano because, you know, Delano has been a guest on this show, especially on Tuesdays, since I was doing Precious Predicaments blog on um, Voice America. You know, he was there with me helping me negotiate some of the deals. You know, he he was there when I bought my business and telling me, Jeanette, you don't know how to play the game. You know, I learned a lot from him. Even though we fought like cats and dogs, and when I say fought, we fought. <laughs> of course, because that's you know that's that's a part of building a relationship. But you know what? I, but you know what I realized? I realized this today when I was taking my shower with Delano. Delano never hit me back. I would beat the crap out of Delano. <laughs> I would never forget. Girl, one day he came to my office. And he was playing the song that, because remember when I got married to Byron and I was singing Inseparable and I lost my voice and I couldn't sing the rest of the song? Girl, Delano did the wedding and was recording the whole thing. He teased me with that song for years. So one day he came came to my office, girl, and started playing the song. I commenced to knock the crap out of Delano because he kept tormenting me. He would never physically fight back, but his mouth, well, his mouth. And I picked, and, and when we got to the parking lot, that may have been another incident, but, girl, I picked Delano up, and his feet were dangling. Delano said, 
the letter said, put me down, you big motherfucker. <laughs> I was swinging the letter like a little rag dog. It's me. I wouldn't let it speak to the grand. I was just swinging it from side to side. Then we got the office with Delano played that song. I commit to popping Delano. Delano looked at his wife and said, you ain't going to help me? I said, you want me to beat her butt too? <laughs> she sat there with boo. It was so funny. But I'm going to tell you the thing that really bothered me. I didn't know that Delano had lost his sight as bad as he did. And I was at Eminem's. And I had sat at M&M's for like 30 minutes waiting on my food, and Delana was in there with a bunch of preachers. I got mad because I'm like, here I am waiting on my food, and you sitting over there eating and didn't even offer me nothing to eat. Girl, Sean, I walked over there and hit Delana on the back of the head. Them preachers looked at me. Them preachers looked at me. Delano said, could you please? No, he said, can you please tell me who just hit me in the back of my head? That was when I realized he couldn't see me. Wow. I was like, oh, my God. I felt so bad when I did that, because I wasn't doing it to hurt him, you right. know, but I didn't know he didn't see me. I really didn't. And the pastors, I scared the crap out of them. They like, who the hell, where did this woman come from here just hitting people upside the head? <laughs> Girl, wait a minute, Sean. I was scared to go back to work because the lady was talking about calling the police on me. She <laughs> 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 said, I should have your big ass arrested. Coming in and hitting me like an old crazy woman. Messing up my sight. That I really can't see. I should sue you. <laughs> but, you but, but, but that was the thing. But I'm going to tell you, Delano got me a long time ago. I don't know if you remember at my mother's funeral. Delano stood there in that pulpit. And I remember. Preached my mama's funeral about me pulling guns on him. Yeah, I remember. I am looking at the lady like, you dirty sucker, you. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. How dare you? This is my mama's funeral. You go sit there and preach about me pulling a gun on you. You hit me in the head. You know, he threw, it was an onion, a grapefruit, or something he threw at me. But that was the relationship that we That's had. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't let nobody else hit him, but I would, you know. But I, I'm definitely going to miss him. I mean, ever since he's been in a coma, even talking to him and just, whew, this is going to be rough. It's going to be rough. And, you know, I've only seen Delano, I think, one time since James Jenner. Wow. Only once. And um, I want to say it was at somebody else's funeral. Delano did all the funerals. Uh, uh, me and Delano had this thing. We had this thing, right, because Delano, being in the mortuary building, I said, because I always thought I would leave this earth before Delano. I never thought that Delano, that I would have to go to his service. I always thought Delano was responsible for doing everybody else's funeral. But yeah, I, you know, and we all, there's a lot of people that we lost. We felt like that about. Mm-hmm. And that's how you know. You just never know. You don't. And this is what I told Delano. I said, if I die, you are not to get to my body. Until I am fully clothed, you will never see me naked. <laughs> Lord have mercy. You will never. Your little nasty butt will never see me naked. My clothes better be on before you do anything with my body. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. So 
that was my inside thing with him. So, yeah, I, I'm just, oh, my gosh, wow, wow. So starting new traditions is something. So this is a new tradition. Even though um, down on your end of grape, you guys have always did little things for block party and decorate. Yeah. But what one, you're doing is different. Yeah, now this is the second um, block party for Christmas, on Christmas. This is the second one. But that one we was not able to get. Well, we got a few. We got a few donations. But um, I don't know. I just have a feeling this one will be a better, you know. Mm-hmm. A better turnout? Uh, yeah. and I mean, not literally not as people coming, as more people being giving. Yeah. Because I see more people are willing to give, and they they appreciate the um the type of event more. I don't know if it's more now or they just stop and look, stop looking and listening. You know, stop looking and listening to to what we trying to do. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, you never know what people's families are going through. Right. You <laughs> never know. You know, and you want to make in because it's about the kids, and you want to make sure that the kids are happy, and not only happy physically but mentally and spiritually because mm-hmm. people are going through so much, so much. So starting, and like I said, you got to decide which, which traditions you want to keep and decide which decision, traditions you want to change and create new traditions in memory of your loved ones. That's something that I did, and, you know, I've talked to you about, too, is when you start these new traditions and memories of your loved ones, that's a way of grieving and keeping their memories alive. Exactly. It's by doing that. And also, decide where you want to spend the holidays. Sometimes mm-hmm. people get used to going over so-and-so's house or being out of town over here or whatever the case may be. So you got to also decide where you want to spend the holidays. And if you want to switch up the location, or it may be um, comfort to keep the same, either way, make a conscious decision about location. And see, this is, this, this, you know, my family, we have assigned holidays. And Christmas has always been mine because it's always been my favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I always did put things together special for Christmas. But like I said, n- nothing like this. We have things that would be more family oriented and doing for the kids, and all of us doing for each other's kids. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And but, you, but um, the the last one I enjoyed so much the the um, black party. Mm-hmm. It was such a nice day. It was just actually a truly nice day. Mm-hmm. And so I've been I couldn't wait to do it again. And then the pandemic came along, and we it's been like three years, I think, since the last one. As a matter of fact, it's actually been probably four because it was the Christmas of 2017, I, I think, I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, like yeah. I said, you're doing a great job, even with your health. You know, when we're talking about grief, people grieving their health, too. You know, mm-hmm. I can't get around and do some of the things that I used to do because of my arthritis, but, mm-hmm. you know, you just do the best that you can. And you also got to, you know, um, plan ahead and um, communicate with the people you spend the holidays with in advance to make sure oh. everyone is in agreement. Because you don't need no chaos. You don't need nobody no. fussing. You don't need no negativity. You don't, you know, especially when you're trying to plan big events. It, it becomes a mess sometimes. Yeah. 
and we've had a little bit of negativity, but I'm, you know, I'm letting it go because these people don't understand different things. I've, I've had people say, literally, the neighbors say, oh, we don't want to do that black party because outsiders come. I'm like, that's what a black party is all about. Yeah. Well, that's but you got to, you got to, I can see where people may be coming from with that because the neighborhood is not as it used to be because they <laughs> weren't doing drive-bys, they were doing walk-ups. Exactly. So you don't want it to be where somebody, and you had that happen, where someone oh, yeah. got shot in your garage yeah. and they're giving a, just a graduation party. Mm-hmm. So people go always be Grinch. People go always, and you don't want to single people out. Right, and, and things like that has happened, even even right here, mm-hmm. you know, today. But our, we've, we've calmed, we, I can't say we've calmed them down, because, you know, we didn't do it especially, but the, uh, our neighborhood has calmed so much. We, you know, people have, have come back that literally have raising their families here all over again. Mm-hmm. The same thing that we experienced when we were kids. Well, that's true because I've been down. I was down the street for almost ten months and didn't even realize it. <laughs> it's so calm now, and I, you know, I enjoy that. Mm, to be honest, I was worried about that when I first came back here, but it seems to have, you know, took a turn for the best, and I'm glad of that. Mm-hmm. I, well, yeah, people are not well. When we start talking about gun control, they said it's not people, guns that kill people, people kill people. I saw something the other day, girl, a man went hunting, hunt, I mean, let me get out of my mouth. A man went hunting and got killed by his dog. The dog owned the gun and the trigger went off. The dog oh. killed the man. I'm like, really? The dog did it? You know, so things have, but... When you got people going into stores and jobs, but the thing is, the thing is, when you prayed up, and I'm not Uh saying that bad things don't happen to good people because they do. Yes, it does. They better not even think about it. Don't even think about it, you know. Like my grandmother used to say, you got to bring but to get but. So Uh if we're over there trying to do something positive and we're trying to help the community, don't bring that mess over there. It ain't going to be worth it. And another thing is, when we start talking about some tips, you got to be grieving that not everyone will be grieving the same way that you're grieving. Mm-hmm. And remember that the way others want you to spend the holidays may not match how you want to spend the holidays. You know, you, you don't have to do that. Another thing you could do, light a candle in the home, in memory of the person you may have lost. Sometimes a candle, a tree, things of that nature. Uh-huh. And include one of your loved one's favorite dishes in a holiday meal. That's why when you were talking about the, the dressing, but that was my mother's yeah. recipe for the dressing. Oh, my God, I love it. That's what my, my mother was. My mother's was dressing and the sweet potato pie. Mm-hmm. Everybody trying to master it. Um, Another thing is, be honest. Tell people what you want to do 
and don't want to do for the holidays. Because the problem is if you don't be honest, you're going to start having some resentment. So, Sean, I want to thank you for joining in on the show and sharing the event. It's going to be on Grape Avenue between 131st and Nord. I think because y'all not extending it down my way, are you? No, no, that's not at Nord. Okay, so it's going to be between 131st and Nord. The van sitting on my porch for people to drop off um, unwrapped gifts. So you want to give them the address of where you want them to drop unwrapped gifts? Yeah, you can get my address, 2116 North Grape Avenue. Okay, and that's Compton, California, 90222. And like I said, this is a community event that she's putting on for the city of Compton in regards to having a Christmas block party, and we're going to have fun. So, thank you for joining the show, and I will talk with you later. Um, We're going to be... I'm celebrating Jerome's birthday on Saturday. I know you're not going to be able to make it because I don't know if you want to come out bowling, but we're going to go to Cal Bowl, and we're going to be there on Saturday at 3 o'clock. So I don't know if I have Selena's number or what they got planned because he wanted Selena and her husband to know, he wanted Damon and them to know, and he wanted um, Sean Baylock and Crystal and them to know. And the teacher was cracking. The teacher was like, oh, so for his birthday, it's going to be all your friends, people you know? <laughs> Yeah. I said, I'm not trying to have a takeover spirit, but the thing is he's been around and he's made friends with them, and he really enjoyed sitting there talking to Walter even when we went to the Carson, um, the the, the jazz concert, you know. So he wanted them to know that that's what we're going to be doing for his birthday. So it's going to be a cow bowl. I'll text you the information. But it's going to be a cow bowl this Saturday. So that's what he, because okay. he said he's never had a birthday party. Okay. I'm like, wow. Oh, and so, boom, look, I'm still not sturdy enough, but I can come just to celebrate. Probably. Okay. All right. Well, I don't even know if I'm going to be at a bowl. I got my little five-pound bowling ball. I'm going to try. I might have to do okay. it. But I'll send you the information, and you just let them know. But that's what we're doing for his birthday. Okay? Okay. All right. Love you. Talk to you later, you, and thank you for joining the show. And, again, no if there's any topics that you want me to talk about, here at Pressure Prediction Block Talk Radio, let me know. Tuesday show, I changed the time because individuals found that it was more convenient to have it at night at 6 o'clock versus at 11.30. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I had to change the time to 6 o'clock. Last week, I didn't do the show because I was sick. I wasn't feeling good. Well, you must have changed it since I did in the hospital. I did. I think I did. Okay. Okay? Okay. So, okay. all right, don't know what I'm going to talk about yet. I'll come up with a topic. But until then, remember, stay safe. When we talk about holiday grief, mm-hmm. we all grieve differently. There's ways to cope. It's the season. You can't get through this because help is available. Thank you very much for joining me at Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio, and my name is Jeanette. I might as well say Brooks Abney. People ain't letting me get away with just being Jeanette Abney no more, Sean. And <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because I say Brooks Abney, too, to be honest. You know, it's crazy because every time somebody says, why would you say Sean, you say Sean Cook. I always say Sean Cook. Uh-uh, no, Jerome got me good, girl. We went to go eat at Jenny's, and he put on the thing, Brooks. And they called it Brooks. I'm like, who are they calling? Brooks, <laughs> table for Brooks. I said, you know what? I've been using Abney for 30-some years. A come before B. That's why I've been using Abney. So, yeah, they trying to make me go just be Jeanette Brooks. I'm like, Jeanette Brooks? I don't even sound right no more. Even when I see Daryl Coleman, Daryl Coleman then refused to call me Jeanette Abney. 
I am still Jeanette Brooks to them. So <laughs> it ain't gonna change. I know, I know. All right, well, same thing. Take, take care, and I'll send you the information. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye bye.